power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory, we give you praise. Indeed, you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The wonderful Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Father, we are gathered and our gathering is unto no other name but unto the name of Jesus. Your word says, wherever two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in their midst. Holy Spirit, we ask that you shall take absolute control. As I'm about to speak your word, may I not speak of my own accord, but may I speak as you grant me utterance. By virtue of the fact that I'm a blood-born citizen of the kingdom of God, I take authority in the realm of the spirit, and I declare a supernatural injunction on any activity of the enemy. We declare this place and the hearts and the minds of the people of God sanctified and made ready for them to have an encounter with their Father through the Word. Take glory, Father, take glory, Son, take glory, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' most excellent name, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord as you take your seats. Oh, your clap is very jaundiced and very anemic. Hallelujah. Amen. We bless God for a Sunday morning like this. Amen? Amen. And how many of you are happy to be in church today? Hey, okay, let me ask again. Some of you didn't raise your hand. I don't know why you are here if you are not happy to be in church. How many of you are happy to be in church today? Hallelujah. It's a very good thing to be in church. Amen? Amen. Ask somebody, where else will you be on a Sunday morning? What else will you be doing on a Sunday morning? Amen. How many of you are ready for the word today? How many of you are ready for the word? Hallelujah. All right. I told you that the next time I stand here to preach, I'm going to speak on the subject, the power of pressure. Somebody say pressure. Pressure. Say it again, pressure. Pressure. How many of you have felt pressure in your life before? If you have never felt pressure before, you are not a human being. Maybe you came from another planet. One of these days, you must give us a tour of that planet. Hallelujah. But you see, this thing called pressure is so important. It's so significant. The other day, I told you that this thing has changed people's destinies. This thing called pressure has taken people out of the will of God. This thing called pressure has depressed people. This thing called pressure has caused people to exit the earth before their time. And all these things that I'm saying are things that we believe evil spirits and things like that do. Hallelujah. No, this thing called pressure, it is a force. And today my aim is just to open your eyes to its operation in our lives so that when it is happening, you recognize it and you deal with it. Hallelujah. Yeah. Even the scientific definition of pressure is that it is a force that is acting over an area. So it's two things there, force and area. It is a force. So fundamentally it is a force. Somebody say pressure is a force. Yeah, so like the way you have forces of darkness, forces of the... It is a force. Mm-hmm. Today I want to paint a certain picture of pressure in your mind so that 
the moment you see it, you recognize it. Hallelujah. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's responsible for a lot of bad things that have happened in this world and have happened to people. Now, if you take the average life, if you take pressure out of it, the rest is just joy, happiness, and everything. Pressure is just making things some way in our lives. But today we receive the grace to withstand pressure in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, um, I'm going to take you through different types of pressure. Different kinds of pressure. You see, the classification of pressure can be done in so many ways. All right. I'm going to classify it according to the source where the pressure is coming from. And I think, should I do four or five? Okay, I'll do four. I'll give you four. I'll merge the fourth and the fifth one. Okay, the third and the second one, I'll merge them. <laughs> I'll merge them together. So four types of pressure you need to be able to recognize when they are playing your life. Hallelujah. The last one, the last one, I'll give you the last one. The last one will be peer pressure. That's, that's, the, that's the last one. That's the last one. Let me finish with the first three, then we, we deal with peer pressure. Hallelujah. Because that, that seems to be the most significant of all the pressures in this day and age. Amen? Yeah. So, pressure is... is, is let, let me read the dictionary definition of pressure that I found. Aside the scientific definition, it said, the use of persuasion or intimidation... To make somebody do something. The use of intimidation or persuasion to make somebody do something. And a lot of times, people succumb to pressure and they do things that under normal circumstances they wouldn't do. You know, if you look at your life, you look back at your life, there are things you've done that, Charlie, left to you alone, you wouldn't have done it. But pressure came from somewhere. Pressure, beefy baby. Mm. But the fact that you succumb to the pressure doesn't mean you are absorbed of the blame. It was your choice to succumb to the pressure. Hallelujah. All right. So let me go through the various kinds of pressure according to the sources or where they are coming from. The very first one, which I think you should take very seriously, is what I call satanic or demonic pressure. Yeah. No, there's, there's satanic and demonic pressure where forces of darkness literally incite you to do things. Amen? Yeah, I'll give you an example in the Bible. Let's open to 1 Chronicles chapter 21, verse 1. Give me NLT. Today, all the scriptures are in NLT until stated otherwise. They are all in NLT until stated otherwise. 1 Chronicles chapter 21, verse 1. Now, it's talking about David here. It said, Satan rose up against who? Israel. And caused David to take a census of the people of Israel. Another version said, and Satan incited David to take a census of the people of Israel. That means Satan has the ability to incite people. He has the ability to push people. Now, there are times you feel like, you see, this, this kind of pressure is a little different from temptation. 
You see, the normal average temptation is such that Satan embellishes something and makes it look attractive to you so that you want to go towards it. That's how normal everyday temptation works. If you look at how Satan dealt with Eve in the Garden of Eden, he just painted a very nice picture for her and she looked at the thing. She was like, ah, this fruit is good for food. When I eat it, I'll become wise. Look at the advantages. He embellished the thing and made her go for it. That is a normal temptation. This kind of pressure, it works by making, you see, it, this one is not necessarily embellishment, but one, it will make certain things look more urgent than they are, so they are supposed to be. Haven't you felt that way before? It's like you're on, on edge. Like, get, 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 get. Let me show you three ways in which this, this kind of pressure manifests. One, by magnifying a problem. You see, sometimes you could, you could be going through something and Satan can come and magnify it. He will blow it up in your mind. You, you think that the whole world is going to come to an end. You feel like, as for this one, there is no solution to it. As for this one, nobody can help me. As for this one, I can never come out of it. How many of you have been there before? Yeah. Satan comes and magnifies the problem. He makes the problem look bigger than it actually is. That is one of the ways in which Satan exerts pressure on us. That's one. Number two, by making things seem more urgent than they really are. Sometimes be there and it's like hey time is gone the time is gone they'll come there <laughs> time is going fast time time it's like pressure putting pressure on pushing you whenever you feel that way it is not god i'm telling you today god doesn't operate by pressure if there is something that is urgent and god will warn you about it he will start long before he won't wait till the last minute Jesus is going to come. There will be judgment. He started warning us how many years ago. God doesn't wait last minute. Then you come to Hey, if you don't do this, then this is this, this. And then you are confused. And then you, you take the wrong turn. Anytime you feel that way, it is Satan putting pressure on you. God doesn't push. God guides. Anytime you feel you are being pushed, it is not God. It can never be God. It can never be God. And God is pushing me into ministry. God is pushing me to. God doesn't push. He doesn't operate that way. You know this kind of pressure. It is. It is one of the strategies of scammers. Those of you who have encountered scammers before, pressure is one of their main strategies. No, no, no. They'll come and tell you, I'm a prophet. This, 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 this. I've seen this. Like, hey, by two o'clock, you have to send the momo. If you don't send the momo, ask for me, whatever happens, it is between you and your God. Pressure tactics. It is never from God. Hallelujah. Noah. God started warning the people long before. He didn't wait till a day before the flood. Hey, if you don't join this thing, uh, you become fishes. So you must swim. You must learn how to swim. Otherwise, you are dead. Started warning them. Noah started preaching. He started warning them. The people were laughing. At God will always give you time. If you get to the point, if it is God who spoke, and you get to the point where now you feel pressured, it's because you refuse to listen. It's not that God just appeared and started speaking and he started pushing you. 
God doesn't work that way. Hallelujah. I'm showing you these things so that when you see these signs, you know that it's not God. It is coming from the pits of hell. But may God make your spirit man sensitive. And may God give you wisdom to be able to spot these things when they are happening in your life. Yeah. The third way this thing manifests is that it, it operates by making an option look like the only way out. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like there is only one way out. There are very few things that there's only one way out. Like salvation, there's only one way. One, one. There, there is no like fahana, fahana. It is just one way. There are very few things. Most of the time, all it takes is for you to take in a deep breath. Pause and ponder. Tell somebody, pause and ponder. Sometimes when situations come, we don't think. What are we going to do? We are dead. This When people must think and find solutions, others who are doing hands on our head. We are dead. We are finished. There are very few things in this world that there is only one way out. Most of the time, there is another way out. There's another way out. There's another way out. Just relax and think. Or if you are thinking and the thinking is not thinking, speak to somebody. No, no. Haven't you spoken to somebody about a situation that you thought was hopeless? And the person just rubbishes it for you. Like that, ah, now this thing that you are thinking about, it is not so. If you look at it this way and this way, and saying, the reality is that you are being some way. Pause and ponder, speak to somebody. And you see, this thing called satanic pressure, it has resulted in people giving up. No, there are people who have given up because of satanic pressure. It's like he created a certain image of the thing. It looks so hopeless. It looks so like something that you cannot redeem. So people just give up. People give up on their dreams. People give up on... Um, what do you call it all sorts of things one of the effects is that people just give up people just throw their hands in the air and that is what Satan wants if God is leading you on a good path that is supposed to end well he comes creates a certain image for you bombards you with a lot of pressure and you just lift up your hands and you say listen I'm not doing it again then he rejoices ah I've succeeded I've succeeded Another effect of this satanic pressure is divorce. You know, there are a lot of divorces that happen as a result of satanic pressure. No, 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 you feel like this one, dear. There's no way out. The only way to be happy again in life is to separate from this man or separate from this woman. It is Satan who is trying to create an image in your mind. No, no, no. If you feel pressured to divorce, it's, it's likely not be, because God has said he hates divorce. He says he hates something and he's putting pressure. Go, 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 go and do it. No. Most likely it is Satan that is speaking to you. Divorce. Another effect of satanic pressure, and I can give you a lot, but I mean, I need to go to the other things too, is suicide. 
anybody who has contemplated suicide before anybody who has attempted suicide before you were under the influence of satanic pressure i'm telling you this no 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 suicide is the easiest ticket to hell and he will come and bombard your mind with all kinds of things and make suicide look like the only option the only way you can be happy in life the only way and really you kill yourself it's like jumping from frying pan to fire you say the frying pan is hot so you want to jump out of it and you enter the fire pump the heat of the frying pan the secondary heat this one from the fire is primary direct it is beating you like that if you have ever had suicidal tendencies suicidal thoughts i'm telling you today that it was pressure from satan kill yourself slit your wrist Go and take an overdose of the drug. Go and look for DDT and drink. Put yourself in the way of a car. Let the car hit you. Jump into the pool and don't come out. <laughs> One day I was talking to somebody. I was like, I, I don't understand those who kill themselves. I was like, you, you can't understand. Because it's not human. No, no, no. For you to take your own life, there must be an external force that is pushing you. And today, we separate you from any sad tendencies in the name of Jesus. Any voices that minister suicide or, or are planning to minister suicide to you, we bind them and we cast them out of your life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Ah. We mute that voice and we amplify the voice of the Holy Spirit. That is the voice of hope. Hallelujah. Yeah. Demonic, satanic pressure. God will never put you under pressure. No. He will never put you under pressure. If you feel anxious, say, God, God, God. It is not the way God operates. And it's not the way God speaks. I pray that God will deliver us all from satanic pressure in the name of Jesus. Number two. It is pressure from superiors. Yeah. From those that are ahead of you or those that are over you. No, no, no. It's a very dangerous kind of pressure. Sometimes that kind of pressure too is hard to avoid. Because these people are in a position of authority. These people are in positions of influence. It's like your hands are literally in their mouths and they can bite it at any time. Pressure. No, no, no. In your career, you can encounter people who will shape your career path according to what they like. If you don't have a vision of your own, you end up doing the things they wish they would, they would have done. No, no, no. That is why before you go into any career, what do you call it? Have your own vision. Have your own vision. There's a way your superiors can make you feel inferior for not doing what they want you to do. No, you can be in a certain place and they make it look like research is it. If you are not interested in research, then you are not a serious human being. You must publish, you must publish, you must publish. So they clearly show, show a bias for those who are doing that. They will praise them publicly. They will 
acknowledge them publicly and you that meanwhile you are good at other things so but don't make it look like you there you are not serious you're not serious and so when the pressure starts building like that even though you don't like that particular thing you are forced to metamorphose just to please your bosses look you must have a vision have your own vision where you don't have a vision eh, you will take the path of least resistance the path that resists you the least that is what you are going to take so if you meet any resistance here no 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 that can't be it but when you have a vision if you go and there's resistance you break through the resistance and you move on you meet the resistance you break through the resistance and you move on that is what vision does i pray that god will give you a vision for your life don't just be like the dry leaves that are there that the wind can just blow you anywhere that's how visionless people are hey by force you must you must do phd no 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 then you are not serious how can you no, no things like that meanwhile that is not what you want those of you who are medical people it's not everybody who will specialize So if you deep in your heart, you don't want to, but it's like pressure. They say now if you don't specialize, it be, it's, it's becoming unfashionable. We'll tell you all kinds of things. That time you realize you are doing things that are depressing you. Specializing in things that are depressing you. Taking career paths that are depressing you. But I pray that God will deliver you from such in the name of Jesus. Have your own vision. Listen to God for yourself. I told you of a classmate of ours. He, when we were in school, I, I will host you. Our class design wasn't like top academic guy. We finished school. Some of us were specialists. Quiet on the class page on Casada. Because class page, when somebody releases a paper, then we put it there. Then everybody. Recently, one of us became a professor. He will never talk. And the day we were supposed to have a class meeting, get together, that was when he appeared here. He said, I will host you. <laughs> hey. And the hosting was a hosting. No, 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 no. Some of us, we didn't go somewhere, we saw pictures. Before you enter the house, grab the two cars that are parked, no. You that you are writing papers and things, if you combine your five-year salary into me in talk one time, I will host you. Look, everybody and where God has blessed them and how God has blessed them, know yours and stick to it and don't be moved by any kind of pressure. Don't be moved. Don't be moved. Once God led you there, you will prosper there. Have you seen God start anything and not finish it before? It is not in his nature. We human beings, we can start eating kenke. We will leave half and throw it out. God doesn't do that. He who began a good work will be faithful to complete it. He himself, he said, if you put your hand to the plow and you fail to plow, you are not fit for the kingdom. That means if he does that, that means he himself is not fit for his own kingdom. Hallelujah. If God led you there, it will work. It will prosper. 
it will prosper. Have your own vision. Don't allow people to move you about. People are having to succumb to pressure from their bosses at work just because they must be promoted. No, no, no. You are, you are working and you are on probation. They say after the next three months, we'll decide whether to make it permanent or not. And you know the goals and the, and the targets they've given you, you know that they are... It's not possible. It's a setup, actually. Yes, that's it. Some of these targets and things, they are setups. It's a setup, especially for the women. So, boss comes. Hey, you're supposed to bring in 100 clients. And you're brought in 12. <laughs> and you have three weeks to go. <laughs> this one, yeah. I mean, you go to church, eh? Oh, go, go and pray for God to help you. And pray for God to help you. So, because they've seen you, you are in church, Christian lady, always playing Christian music, posting our visitation, posting preachings and things. You've seen, ah, you're a church girl. So, go and pray. Go and pray. Half hour, they have miracles by 12 o'clock. Get up and pray. Something, something will happen. <laughs> I tell you, but you know, there are certain things you don't need God when it's in the hands of human beings like myself. Go and think about it. <laughs> Pressure! Pressure. A long time ago, a lady came to do national service in our department. I was talking to her and she was like, hmm. When the postings came initially, she had been thrown in some village in the north somewhere. She and her friend, they had both been thrown away. Go to, go and hustle small. And it's like, she was at that point in her life where she couldn't go. Like, it wasn't possible for her to go. The friend too didn't want to go. So they showed them some man be at the National Service Secretariat. They'll go and see him and talk to him. So they went and talked to him. I was like, oh, this one, it's not hard though. It's not hard, but it's all in your hands. So what do you mean by this? Sir? Gave his phone number. Told them this is where I live. You come and visit me. At home. Oh, come and visit me at home. So she said, the friend went. The man slept with her. At the end of the day, it turned out the man didn't actually have any power to change anything. He didn't have any power. On an like he was nobody. I'm sure there's one of those almost you just have some small swag at all. The friend slept. And she ended up in the north. She, at the end of the day, got hers changed. I don't know how she got it changed. Maybe prayer work. I don't know. But she got hers changed and she ended up in Kolebu. Hallelujah. I pray that when you face pressure, you will stand in the spirit of integrity. Stand in the spirit of integrity. Don't allow big men and big women to intimidate you. You are the child of a king. If you see yourself that way, nobody will be too big for you in this world. Nobody. 
even in ministry, don't allow your superiors to put pressure on you to disobey God. Pastor comes, you must remove your clothes. Hey, pressure. If you don't obey, it will not go. It will not go. It will not go. Me, I'm telling you. We are the spiritual people. And people supposed to be overseeing souls of men, people who are supposed to be shepherds looking after the sheep. Are using the sheep for kebab, using the sheep for punching uh, kakra, using the sheep for all kinds of things. And you see, there's this thing where when you respect somebody and a person requests something from you that you know is not good, sometimes, I mean, in talking to people, they say sometimes it's hard to say no because it's like, oh, ferry manipano, but you don't ferry for yourself. For the thing that you are going to do. Hey, don't let such mentalities make you do things you are not supposed to do. Hallelujah. At the end of the day, it is God you must obey. It's God you must obey. Fake prophets, fake pastors, blah, blah, blah. Because people have seen their gifts at play. I'm manipulating people and using people just because of this spiritual position they are supposed to be occupying I'm telling you these things here in this church we don't do those things but I know you go to other places and go to you patronize other things oh especially when they tell people things you go I don't have any problem with you patronizing other ministries but be careful hallelujah be careful this church, nobody will tell you such a thing. Nobody will tell you such a thing. Uh, come and report. <laughs> nobody will, will use pressure to force you to do things you are not supposed to do. In the choices that you make in life, look, I tell people, God gave gifts to men. And the gifts are meant to help you and all of that. But at the end of the day, eh, the Holy Spirit inside you knows more about your present, your past, and your future than any human being will know, no matter how gifted. No matter how gifted. No, there are some things you are told and they bounce off your spirit. Uh, have you experienced that before? Uh, it just bounces off. Bah, echo. It's gone. It's because the spirit of God inside you is not bearing witness with what that person is saying. So people have been manipulated into marriages they don't want. Yeah. So the pastor sees a lady in the church who is useful to the church. That, ah, wait there, I will not let an outsider come for her like, like me, I should bring her up and she will go and serve elsewhere. No, 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 no. He will manufacture a prophecy for you. Ah, I saw a vision. I saw a vision. And there was a gentleman holding your hand. I couldn't see the face clearly. But as I prayed, as I prayed, the cloud just cleared. He has a beard. He has a beard. It's a little fake. <laughs> then they are using pressure to push your mind in a particular direction. 
<laughs> Somebody, I know, I, I know that the pastor used the school, the person attended. He said, you, your future husband is a preset boy. It's a preset boy. He, in his mind, had arranged a preset boy in the church that he thinks should match with this one. So it's a preset boy. <laughs> Dora Memorial, <laughs> number one. <laughs> Manufacturing prophecies that hey, this that 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 and things like that. Look at the end of the day, what do you sense in your spirit? What do you sense in your spirit? People have done some of these things and it has resulted in bad marriages, divorces. Because two people who were never supposed to be in each other's space were brought together by false prophecies and false manipulation. I'm not saying God cannot use a servant of God to direct you in these things. I'm not saying that. If somebody is directing you where some of these things are concerned, first of all, you must ask yourself, does this person have my interest at heart? No, because some people, it is their own interest they have at heart. It's not your interest they have at heart. If really the person has your interest at heart, then you to make sure what you, you are also hearing is correct. Otherwise, if you go and there is trouble, you can't blame the person. Hallelujah. Yeah, that is why your personal relationship with God must be strong. Don't always be depending on people to hear God for you. Hear God for yourself. When I talk about hearing God for yourself, I'm not talking about hearing a bass voice. A wild voice that will cause your room to shake. It is the inner witness. Just a few days ago, I was talking to a, a certain gentleman. He was telling me, oh, it's a lady, this, that, 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 that. First question I said, do you feel peace in your spirit? He said, oh, I feel peace. I said, no, 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 finish. That is all. You don't need anything. You don't need a vision. You don't need prophecy. You don't need... Uh, some people, you fast and pray one year, waiting to hear God speak. Sir. <laughs> If one year and God hasn't spoken, then it means it's no. No, in my books, that is it. Because if God will say yes, you won't take one year to say yes. Mm. God the stammerer, Jehovah stammer. <laughs> the God that stammered. <laughs> no, no, you won't take one year to say, say no, 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 no. If one year. Most of the time, every one year, probably you want to hear yes, but you are hearing when you are waiting for the yes to come. Yeah. But, gentlemen, I've told you the differential diagnosis when a lady is keeping long in bringing an answer. Either they want to say no, but they respect you too much. You are the brother Oja. You are the one who sees visions. You can prophesy and shake and gyrate. They don't like you, but they can't say it. They respect you too much. The second category may be truly, truly, they are not sure. But most of the time, most of the time, there is a list and you are not number one. 
No, 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 you are not number one. You are probably number two or number three, and they are trying to see whether number one and number two will say something. The ladies, they know what I'm talking about. So it's like, let me keep all of them. Let me not push him away. Maybe, maybe if I go and push him away and these two, two. You are not number one. You are not number one. Pressure from superiors. When spiritual people use God said, if you are going to vibe a woman, I like you. I want to marry you. Go with your own vibes. Don't go and hide behind God and say, and God said. In fact, that statement is banned in this church. (laughs) Go and learn to give your own vibes. Go and learn to give your own vibes. And God said. And meanwhile, you are the spiritual one. They, They have never prophesied before. Even their prayer life, gradually they are struggling. So when you come with God said, no, it's pressure. It's pressure. They are afraid to disobey God because they've seen God use you in diverse ways. So people are forced into things they don't want to be in. May the Lord deliver you from such manipulation in the name of Jesus. I'm stating again, in this church, that phrase is banned. If you're going to say God said, say something else. Not God said, I should marry you. If I hear, <laughs> I go spoil them. <laughs> oh, no, no, pastors, we can spoil things, though. We are spoiling. We can spoil things. A lot of times, we give the final go ahead. <laughs> we'll spoil it at the last minute. You say there is a, a near success syndrome <laughs> spirit that is following you. Nah, 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 nah. Don't go with God said. Go and rehearse your own vibes, your own nice way. Pardon? That if I said, thunder will fire your mouth. <laughs> that if I said, hey, but they will come and verify from that if I, he's not dead. I shall distance myself from it. And spoil it on top. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, no, don't allow yourself to be pressured. Don't allow yourself to be pressured. Let me show you a certain scripture of a superior putting pressure on a younger person. First Kings chapter 13. Let's read from verse 11. Give me NLT. First Kings 13. This is a story of an old prophet and a young prophet. He said, as it happened, there was an old prophet. Somebody say old prophet. I mean, somebody like Washington Communist, our experience, everybody knows he has proven his ministry. He's proved his ministry. As it happened, there was an old prophet living in Bethel and his sons came home and told him what the man of God had done in Bethel, Bethel that day. They also told their father what the man had said to the king. Next verse. Their old prophet asked them, which way did he go? So they showed their father which road the man of God had taken. So some man of God had come and demonstrated some wild things and they were telling their father, a younger guy. He said, quick, saddle the donkey. 
the old man said so they saddled the donkey for him and he mounted it verse 14 then he rode after the man of God and found him sitting under a great tree the old prophet asked him are you the man of God who came from Judah yes I am he replied this young prophet was very anointed he could prophesy and an altar was split like seriously anointed guy he said then he said to the man of God come home with me and eat some food so old prophet is inviting young prophet very anointed young prophet come to my home and eat some food verse 16 he said no I cannot he replied I am not allowed to eat or drink anything here in this place verse 17 why for the Lord gave me this command that you must not eat or drink anything while you are there and do not return to Judah by the same way you came. So clear instruction he received from God. Don't go and eat anywhere. It's clear he heard from God. But a senior prophet has come to tell him that come to my house and eat. Verse 18. But the old prophet answered, I am a prophet too. Just as you are. In fact, I'm sure he added, and a more senior one than you. And an angel gave me this command from the Lord. Bring him home with you so he can have something to eat and drink. So he's giving him a prophetic word that is exactly opposite to what God had told him. But the old man was lying to him. May no old prophet lie to you in the name of Jesus. So they went back together and the man of God ate and drank in the prophet's home. God has said, men could dish I'm sure you know he was hungry already. So when they said, Charlie, come here, okay, all right. <laughs> and go did it. Then while they were sitting at the table, a command from the Lord came to the old prophet. So he, 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 he could hear from God. And listen to the command. He cried out to the man of God the younger one from Judah. This is what the Lord says. You have defied the word of the Lord and have disobeyed the command of the Lord your God, your, your God gave you. Next. You came back to this place and ate and drank where he told you not to eat or drink. Because of this, your body will not be buried in the grave of your ancestors. Next. After the man of God had finished eating and drinking. So that means even after they told you this, he finished. <laughs> he managed to finish the food. <laughs> after he had finished eating and drinking, the old prophet saddled his own donkey for him. The old prophet, no. He lied to him and told him to come to the house. When he was eating, you know, he prophesied to him that you, you will die because of this. And he put him on the saddle, the horse. Call. And the man of God started off again. But as he was traveling along, a lion came out and killed him. His body lay there on the road with the donkey and the lion standing beside it. Verse 25. People who passed by saw the body lying in the road and the lion standing beside it. And they went and reported it in Bethel where the old prophet lived. You, God has told you something. A human being is telling you something. Which of them are you supposed to obey? 
No, no, this is how people can use their position in ministry to influence people wrongly. Look, learn to hear God for yourself. Learn to hear God for yourself. Look, if, even if it is me, your pastor, if it's me, and I tell you something, and you feel in your spirit that is not what God is telling you, don't go by it. I'm telling you the truth. But of course, by the time you are doing that, you must be sure you too, you can hear well. <laughs> but if you feel it in your spirit that this thing, that is not where God is leading me, you are at liberty not to obey it. Hallelujah. Because the Holy Spirit inside you knows more about your present, your past, and your future than I can ever know. No matter how gifted I am. Hallelujah. May the Lord liberate us from manipulation in the name of Jesus. Number three. So we done pressure from Satan, pressure from superiors. Now this one is pressure from subordinates. Uh, it's not only your superiors that can put pressure on you. The people under you. And that kind of pressure too is very tricky. Seriously tricky. Especially in, in ministry. No, there's a way you can put pressure on me directly or indirectly. And I'll do certain things to suit you. Oh, yeah. No, there's a certain face you can give me when I'm preaching. To force me to stop talking and sit down and close the service. Ah, I'm surprised you are surprised. When people start looking at their time and they are, eh, eh, you say amen and they are not eh, like, hey, eh, things like that. No, no, it's pressure. It's pressure. A lot of men of God have been forced to do things they were not called to do. Simply to make the people happy. People are prophesying when God doesn't call them to prophesy. Because, oh, that is a very quick way of growing the church. So you don't have the gift. That is not yours is to teach the word. And I'm telling you that the best way to grow very stable people is through the word of God. I'm telling you. The gifts of the spirit are good and everything. But that is not what grows you. That is not what causes you to be mature. Any church that is not based on the word of God will not last. You can't build a church on prophecy and gifts of the spirit and it, it will not last. It's the word of God. That is the base. If there will be prophecy, it must be based on the word of God. If there will be miracles, it will be based on the word of God. The foundation must be the word of God. This thing that some people come with me, they come and I share. You didn't come. I mean, that's what I was called to do. Then you have no business being head of a church. If that is all you were called to do, just to prophesy. Then be in a church under somebody who can preach and teach the word and be given the chance to use your gift to be a blessing unto the people. You can't come and stand and every Sunday, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. If you do that, I see crap, preach first. Teach the people first. And after that, you do the I see. Hallelujah. Uh, this word we teach the word this church we teach the word and we see too hallelujah Aha, that is how it's supposed to be Cohen is all this that that uh, 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 it's not correct but the people can put pressure mm. 
No, no, a program is coming and the person sees the man of God. I believe my word is in your mouth. I believe my word is in my prophecy is in your mouth. My prophecy, I believe it. I'm praying that God will use it to say something. You know, we have this mentality that if it is all night, half night, Psalm 024. <laughs> as I see a certain name. <laughs> No, 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 no. People go, don't go for all night and they're expecting teaching. But read the word. The day Eutychus fell, Paul taught all night though. All night teaching. When Eutychus fell and he came and raised him from the dead, if it's me, I'll turn it into a miracle service. But he went back and taught till daybreak. Pressure! Pressure! They come and tell the person, oh, I saw some church where they are doing this, eh? And I think if we also learn it and we do it, sometimes there are tricks, tricks and things that people use. No, no, nowadays eh, I hear there are what we call IT prophets, IT, information technology. There are devices that can be put at the entrance of the church. It scans your face and then automatically goes into your social media handles and gathers information. So it will automatically go to your Instagram, go to your Facebook, blah, 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 pick information about you, and it is fed to the man of God. So now, and it's not from the Spirit of God. Look, don't believe everything you see. Don't be moved by everything you see. I've told you before, when I was preaching on the series on strange fire, on our visitation, I told you that one of the tricks they use is that during prayer time, there are people who are planted. So they'll stand by you. And one of the prayer topics, they'll make sure you mention your name. So you say, I, mention your name. I. So you say, I, Kweku Menu. Then they note, okay, the one sitting here, your friend Kweku Menu, note it down. Feed the man of God with the information. I hear Kweku, Kweku, Kweku. Is it Menu? No, everything you see that is fake, there's the genuine. That is what you must know. It doesn't mean somebody is doing menu, menu. <laughs> that means they've gone to use information technology. No. But some of these people, it can be pressure from the people. It can be pressure. Itching ears. I want to show you some scriptures. Exodus chapter 32 verse 1. Exodus 32 1. See how a man of God was put under pressure to do the wrong thing. He said when the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down the mountain, they gathered around Aaron. Aaron was number two. And Moses had gone to Bulga. <laughs> <laughs> he said come on they said make us some gods which can lead us we do not know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt verse 2 so Aaron said take the gold rings from the ears of your wives and sons and daughters and bring them to me Aaron didn't know he had the ability to to become a carver like a 
goldsmith. Suddenly pressure made him realize a talent and a gift that he didn't know he had. All the people took the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. Next. Then Aaron took the gold, melted it down, and molded it into the shape of a calf. When the people saw it, they exclaimed, Oh Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And this God was fashioned by the hand of the priest. No, people are forcing pastors to create gods for them. Pressure. This is what we want. Churches are creating programs, not because God said they should create those programs for the people to be blessed, but to prevent the people from going elsewhere where similar things are being done. I'll show you an example in the Bible. First Samuel. Sorry, First Kings chapter 12. Read verse 27 to 28. You see, at this point in time, the kingdom of Israel had been divided into two. The northern kingdom, the southern kingdom. So there were two kings. And the people used to go to Jerusalem to go and offer a certain sacrifice. So the, the king was threatened that if they keep going the other king will steal their heart just like how if there is some program in some church that your church members have been going for you feel like ah then why don't i create a similar one here so that they stay here so that they don't go otherwise after a short while you realize that they'll be posting the other pastor as my papa <laughs> god bless you you have influenced my life he said, when these people go to Jerusalem, so they used to go to Jerusalem, that was where everybody used to go to make the sacrifice. That was the only place. He said, when these people go to Jerusalem to offer sacrifices at the temple of the Lord, and it's the temple of the Lord, that is where they are supposed to go. You see, there are some things that God just gives to certain ministries. It's like this one, you are supposed to champion it in the body of Christ. That's how God will pray. You see, when God looks at the church, and he doesn't see individual churches, so just like how I'm looking at David, it's not his eyes I'm looking at, I'm looking at his whole body. So he sees us and he sees a whole body. So overflow is probably the hand somewhere, another church is the eye somewhere, another, he's seeing the entire body. So he can give a certain grace to a particular church that is meant to benefit the entire body. Look, it's not every church that will end up becoming 10,000 members. There are some who have the grace for church growth. Another church that may be smaller may have the grace for intercession. So it is the intercession that will clear the atmosphere of the principalities and powers so that the ones that have the ability to grow the people and to grow the church will function well. We are a body. We are a body. So Jerusalem, that is the place designated for the sacrifice. He said they will go again Give their allegiance to the king Rehoboam of Judah. They will kill me and make him their king instead. So why are they going for that program there? No. If they keep going, very soon, Father's Day, I'll see a post. <laughs> that will break my heart. Next verse. It says, so on the advice of his counselors, 
Oh, may God give you good counselors in your life. Not people who put pressure on you to do the wrong thing. On the advice of his counselors, the king made two gold calves. See, the spirit of the golden calf has come back again. He said to the people, it is too much trouble for you to worship in Jerusalem. So it's too much trouble. You see, this program you are going for, it is all the way in Adenta or Yarifa or wherever. You spend transport money to go. It is too much for you to go. So, look Israel. These are the gods who brought you out of Egypt. So I've created two golden cows. No need to go there. And so there are a lot of things people are doing in church and they are just golden cows. They are simply man-made golden cows. Not instructed from God. Not endorsed from heaven. And so a lot of times those things, they, they end up not working. Because God is not in it. All because of indirect pressure from the people. Let me show you another example of pressure. Hey, my time is gone. Maybe I should stop here. First Samuel chapter 18, verse 6 to 7. Sometimes the, the things human beings can say will force people, people in, in positions to do all kinds of things. In this one, David had gone to kill Goliath. And when he was returning, the woman decided to sing. When the victory, victorious Israelite army was returning home after David had killed the Philistines, women from all the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul. So it's King Saul you came to meet. He's the commander-in-chief of the army. They sang and danced for joy with tambourines and cymbals. Nothing wrong with that. Next verse. This was their song. That was where the problem came. Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. That was the day Saul started getting mad. Sing your simple. Why are you comparing David and Saul? Why? All of Saul's problems came because of this. You small boy, me, I've given you a chance. I've given you a chance to preach. Now they say, I should sit somewhere and allow you because the new generation has new fresh oil. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, you, you can imagine. When I came back from Boga, somebody told me, oh, last week, Pastor Alpha preached very well. It was a blessing. Imagine that the person will add, so you see that if I, I think you should take a three-month break <laughs> and allow the junior pastors to preach because it's like their oil is fresh, it's, it's new. Oh, me, if you tell me that, I'll sit down because I know they will preach well and you'll be well fed. But somebody else will be like, huh? No, 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 now I have to start sitting on the gates. Bring restrictions. Don't preach more than 15 minutes. If you don't know you preach more than 15 minutes, I'll collect the microphone from you. 
how he, Pastor Della called Adum and prophesied. I don't want anybody to prophesy on this stage again. Check the word with me first. If I agree, you can go ahead and prophesy. Hey. And the churches like that, though, gifts are not allowed to flourish. But I'm telling you here today, if you have any gift, we will grow it. We will water the gift. We will encourage the gift. It is meant for the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Yeah. But this one was the people. The problem came from the people. Because they sang an inappropriate song. They said things they were not supposed to have said. You were going to meet Saul. Sing about Saul and leave David out of the song. Pressure. But may God deliver us all from such in the name of Jesus. The last kind of pressure. Which is peer pressure. It is strong. It is powerful. No, no, no. It can do things. People have done things in their lives. They look back and they regret simply because of peer pressure. Yeah. When peer pressure works on you, it means you have disobeyed the word of God. I'll explain to you. Yeah. If peer pressure works on you. The moment peer pressure works on you, it is an indication that you have disobeyed the word of God. If peer pressure works on you, it means... You have compared yourself to somebody. And the Bible says, they that compare themselves among themselves are what? They are not wise. Comparison is killing people. It is depressing people. People are looking at what others have. From their money to their cars to their educational qualification to their marriage people are just looking at people and in this day and age where we are in the social media i'm sure some people were depressed on 14 february i i this one i don't need to be a prophet to know there are people who looked at people's statuses on 14th of february more than they they will on any day in the rest of the year to come. You are looking at who is... Eh? And noting the, the bullless ones. You know bullless? You ain't got a bull. <laughs> so you are bullless. <laughs> no, 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 no. Social media. People are giving pressure on social media. And it's not everything you see on social media that you must believe. Oh. Some of the looks, eh? If you see the real person, you want to hide. <laughs> You're afraid. What do they call it? Filter, eh? The filter and the skin is flawless. And you are looking at yours, the reality. In the mirror, and you are saying that God has not been good to me. Well, he was making some people wonderfully, he was making me fearfully. Hey, it's not everybody who takes a picture and puts on their status and they are sitting behind the steering wheel. <laughs> Some of them, they beg the Uber driver, Charlie, my mean, trust not, my mean, that picture back home. Uber, Uber. 
No, the fact that somebody has taken a picture with a car and said, glory to God. <laughs> you are reading meanings into it and it is giving you unnecessary pressure. Maybe the person is talking about something else. Glory to God that you bless my boss <laughs> with a car. But you are reading your own meanings into it and you are like, God, as for me, am I your stepchild? It's like you are, you are taking care of the legitimate ones and me, dear. You are not minding me. Hey! Pressure. People get married and people are giving pressure. When are you going to go? If I hear anybody talking like that, thunder will fire your mouth. What is that? No, you think that people, if they get, they don't like. Somebody saw somebody and was like, ah, you young ladies that you have come, it's because you want to maintain your figure. So you have been married and the past how many years you wouldn't want to give up, give birth. Stop those things. Such a person, you must take a knife and cut your mouth. <laughs> like that. No, 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 no. People are depressing people with things. Look, have you created a human being before? Have you created a... The Bible says children are a gift from God. It's as simple as that too. They are a gift from God. Can you force God to give you a gift? No. God, you can't be pressured. Though. It's not like you. <laughs> when he wants to, he will give it. can be in a long term relationship waiting to get some kind of money be before they, they marry why because somebody's wedding the reception was something else it was on everybody's status and the lights and the food and the this oh my god this is my dream wedding COVID has proved to us that you can have a very simple wedding and it is still a marriage. Somebody was supposed to get married during the COVID time when there was lockdown. Those days, I think they allowed only 15 people in the gathering. So he called me. I was like, I fire. Because of this lockdown and restriction things, like I don't know what to do. We had set the date and everything. And I asked him, Find out how your wife thinks about having just 15 people at her wedding. Find out if your parents are okay. If her parents are okay, these are the most important people in the thing. Once that constituency is fine, go ahead. The money that you were going to use to feed people, they will eat the fried rice and eat the jollof and they will go home and say, Do you have those who like pepper to say, ah, pepperless, pepperless, do off. They will insult you behind your back. Meanwhile, you have saved 60,000 cities, 50,000 cities to hire plates, to hire um, fork, to hire spoon. And then even the chairs, they wear wedding gown. That thing that they do. The white thing that the chairs wear, tablecloth and all of those things to come and feed them. And they'll go back and talk all kinds of things about I said, save that money and go use it to buy land. He called me. He said, my wife is fine. My in-laws are fine. My parents are said, go ahead. They married 10 people. They are married. They have a son right now. They have all jacked to the United States of America. 
God. <laughs> it is a marriage. It's a marriage. No, no, no. Vasadela told you the other day, you don't need an expensive ring. You don't need an expensive There are places you can buy rings and nobody can tell. Nobody can tell. How many people will come and take your ring off? No, by the time the person is taking your ring off, it's a witch or a wizard. How many people will come and take your, your, your ring off and go and weigh it and mm, this one is real good? They seem like it's witchcraft. As you are wearing it and it is looking like the original, we all assume it's the original. We assume you bought it for 4,000 CDs, but it's 40 Ghana CDs. And later when you have money, you can go and buy the correct one. Bring it to me privately. I'll pray over it. You exchange. You may kiss the bride. <laughs> Finish. <laughs> Finish. Don't put unnecessary pressure on yourself. You must get a certain kind of apartment. Air conditioners in the kitchen and in the toilet and in the everywhere, you know, because of peer pressure. Now, these people are taking loans to take their children abroad. Just so that when your friends are talking, and, and my children went to Dubai, Zubai, for summer holidays, you can say something. May God give us the strength to stand against peer pressure. Peer pressure. Don't be depressed by what you see at all. God has a plan for everybody, God has his timing for everybody. It is somebody's season now. Rejoice with him. Rejoice with her. But sooner than later, your turn will come. Hallelujah. Your turn will come. Your turn will come. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. The Bible says, For everything under the sun, there is a season and a time. There is a time for your marriage. There is a time for you to build your own house. There is a time for you to buy your car and own your own car. There's a time for you to become a millionaire. Just walk with God. Just follow God. Just be in the will of God. And it will end well with you. I want to end with this scripture. Proverbs chapter 24 verse 10. Proverbs chapter 24 verse 10. In this world you need to be strong overcome pressure. It says, if you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. But I believe I'm standing in front of strong men and strong women. People who are like Mount Zion, who are unmovable, who are unshakable. You will not be moved by pressure from the devil. You will not be moved by pressure from your superiors. You will not be moved by pressure from your subordinates. And you will not be moved by pressure from your peers. Today, I pray in the name of Jesus. I gave a certain picture. Just, just show that picture, the last picture. This thing you are seeing is called the pressure suit. This man is going to fly high into space. And he needs this pressure suit to survive. If you are going to fly high in life, you need a pressure suit. And today, I pray in the name of Jesus. That God himself will sow a pressure suit in the spirit and place it upon you. That you will not bow down to the pressures of men. 
you will not bow down to the pressures of your superiors you will not bow down to the pressures of your subordinates you will not bow down to the pressures of the devil you will not bow down to the pressures of your peers and today anybody under the sound of my voice who is under any form of pressure receive strength from above to overcome it in the name of Jesus receive strength from above to overcome it in the name of Jesus I declare upon your life that you are like Mount Zion you are unmovable you are unshakable and let the joy of the Lord be your portion if you have been depressed by pressure may the depression be replaced by joy if you have lost hope because of pressure may the loss of hope be replaced by a gaining and a certain belief in the fact that God will come through for you I pray for you that the grace of God will be sufficient upon you that the strength will be made perfect even in the times of your weakness that you stand and walk and know that the only power at work in your life is the power of Jehovah because he said once have we as he said and twice have we heard that power belongs to God in Jesus name have we preached the word amen Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen.